0: Welcome to Childcare CRM the podcast. You're familiar with Childcare CRM the company, and hopefully you love using Childcare CRM the product. I'm your host, Sierra Rossing, and I serve as the content marketing specialist at Childcare CRM. Today I'm thrilled to be joined by Sarah Moskoff, who is the CEO and co-founder of Winnie. Winnie is a marketplace for daycares and preschools that helps millions of parents across the United States in their search for childcare. Sarah has a background in consumer technology and product management, having worked at Postmates, Twitter, YouTube, and Google. She graduated with a computer science and engineering degree from MIT, and she's also a mom of three young children. I've really been looking forward to getting to know more about Sarah's story, and I'm excited to discuss how Winnie can make a huge impact on you and your center as you try to attract new families looking for care. So let's get started. For our listeners who might not be familiar, can you share a little bit about your background in the tech industry and what initially was your inspiration when you decided to co-found
1: Winnie? Sure. So hi, I'm uh, Sarah Moskoff. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Winnie. Winnie is a childcare marketplace where we help millions of parents across the United States find early care and education. So we list now over 200,000 licensed daycares and preschools across the u.s and parents come to winnie for free they use our search platform to filter by the providers that are relevant to them so they can see ages and schedules and program details and view photos and all that good stuff and then contact the providers that they think are best fit um, and that is uh, you know, really valuable to providers as well, who you know, can really use Winnie as a one-stop shop to market their, their business to families. Um, and uh, I got started building Winnie now over five years ago uh, and, and really the idea came from my co-founder and I, we both needed childcare and we turned to the internet, we turned to Google uh, and you know, we Googled preschools near me. And, uh, you know, the the options were few and far between. Um, And what we found was that, you know, some really amazing programs did not have amazing websites, and didn't show up at the top of search results. And uh, it was just really hard to assess quality. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we wanted to really build that missing marketplace, that place where you know, families could go and compare all their options and, you know, view whether they were licensed programs and, you know, read information about their curriculum and then, you know, have a way to contact providers that they thought were relevant.
0: So as I mentioned previously, you've obviously got a pretty extensive background working in the tech industry and you have a lot of experience in engineering and
1: product development. Can you share a little bit more about that? Right, so that uh, is true. I spent my career kind of working at technology companies. Mm-hmm. I started at Google and went to Twitter and uh, was most recently at, at Postmates, where I met my co-founder. Um, and you know, in, through my experience working at these amazing tech companies, I got to work with great engineers. And I was like, why are all the great engineers I'm working with not solving problems for parents and families? Um, And I I just saw this opportunity to really take the great product and engineering talent that I had worked with throughout my career and kind of apply it to childcare and, and problems that impact uh, children and families mm-hmm. um, and so that, that was kind of the thesis we got started with yeah. uh, and and that is kind of proved true we've been able to build an amazing team um, of you know really really talented folks and I, I'm, I'm excited that you know they're working on problems that impact my day-to-day life and and families everywhere I think.
0: Yeah and you mentioned that of course the motivation was to help parents find childcare and. If I remember correctly, you and Anne were both pregnant at the time you started founding Winnie. Is
1: that right? So I had just had my first daughter, okay. um, and Anne had, had two young kids at the time, and so we were really in the process of looking for childcare, which is how we kind of realized there was there was this hole in the market um, to compare all your options. Uh, since starting Winnie, we've now gone on to have more children. <laughs> um, so there was a time recently when we both were pregnant at the same time. Um, and, you know, we really strive from the very beginning to build a company that was family friendly, where we could, you know, work as parents, um, and, you know, even take time off to, to have children. Um, and so, you know, that we, we put that to the test and, and it worked out.
0: Yeah. And so, from a parent's versus a provider's point of view, um, do parents typically have memberships with Winnie and they can kind of use that to regularly check for providers, or is it like they get on once, um, you know, find a
1: provider and then kind of hop off the platform. Yeah, so parents and, and providers actually can use Winnie for free. Mm-hmm. Um, many parents actually just find us through Google search. So they, you know, type into Google preschool near me or daycare near me. Um, and Winnie is is ranking in the, in the top results and they kind of realize there's this incredible resource or now uh, increasingly parents are finding us through word of mouth because mm-hmm. we have built Our our brand and have traction in a lot of these markets. Um, What we, our hypothesis was like, yeah, parents will use us once and they'll find their provider and they'll be done. Um, But what we've actually found is that parents do repeat that childcare search um, over those, you know, zero to five years. So they may find an infant daycare, but then need a toddler program and then need a preschool, Mm -hmm. or they may have a second child and they go from, you know, using a a nanny to you know wanting to put their children in, in a daycare preschool and so it is really important to build that brand and that trust with our parent families um and we do they do sign up for winnie uh we can you know re-engage them over time and and we see they come back which is really really great um the mobile app also helps a lot with that a lot of parents download the winnie app on their phone as part of their childcare search. And then, you know, when they're browsing again, they they have the app and can just pull it right back up. Um, so we definitely found that, you know, it's not just important to build strong relationships with providers over time, but also the, the families that find care. Mm-hmm.
0: And without naming any names, um, what do you feel like, I mean, clearly Winnie stands out from other childcare listing platforms out there, um, just because it does have this special focus on like the early education childcare ages. Do you feel like, are there certain other aspects to the platform that maybe you haven't seen on other platforms out there that providers can take advantage of?
1: Yeah, I mean, there really wasn't, uh, and there still isn't a platform for group childcare. There's, you know, great platforms like Yelp where you can search for lots of things, but they don't focus on group childcare. And so they're missing many providers and it's not optimized for comparing childcare options. I mean, it's, it's optimized for finding restaurants and their other core businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's platforms out there for finding nannies and babysitters um, and elder care and that sort of thing. And we decided to really take a focused approach where Mm -hmm. we're just about, you know, daycare and preschool group Mm childcare. And I think that what that means is we can build an app and experience that's really tailored to that. Um, and then the leads we're able to, you know, the families were able to send to providers are really looking for their program. They're not kind of considering a wider range of options. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I definitely think that's one thing that stuck to me when I um, first heard about Winnie was just how tailored it is to the ECE sector. Because you know, if everything's a top priority, you have no top priorities, right? So if you can search for all these different kinds of care, it kind of maybe dilutes the experience a little bit. But considering your expertise and Winnie's place in the parent journey, um, I was wondering if you could share you know, some best practices about how providers can generate interest from prospective families and maybe what factors, in your opinion, are gonna lead to higher inquiry rates. So is there anything they should be including on their Winnie listing on their page to generate that interest from families?
1: Yeah, so I think it's it's really important to make a great first impression. And we definitely find that the more information on their page, like the better. Also, you know, information that weeds out families that aren't going to be a fit will save providers time. So if a program is, you know, really high end, like listing some information about pricing, I think is is actually really useful. Um, Or, uh, you know, information about the kind of schedules, because someone looking for full-time care is just not going to be interested in a part-time program that doesn't allow them to work full-time. And then, you know, one of the features of the Winnie page is parent reviews. Um, And we've definitely found there, there are a bunch of providers that will solicit reviews from their families, which is really helpful. And we, we actually encourage that mm-hmm. um, to find families that had a good experience or had an experience in your program and ask them to write a really authentic review um, because parents do want to hear from other parents. And even if they don't know the family, they still trust the review. It's still a piece of data um, that kind of paints a, a fuller picture. Um, so we always encourage providers to, you know, ask families that, that were in their program um, for reviews. Uh, and uh, we also, you know, encourage our families who, uh, you know, found a provider through Winnie or, or somehow to write a review of their experience.
0: Yeah. Is there a certain number of reviews that providers should make a target goal? You know, maybe having 10 reviews on your page or one new review every month or something like that?
1: I mean, any is better than nothing. <laughs> um, and so uh, I think it's it's okay if they're not um, brand new. Like, you know, we we don't really emphasize the the date of the review because I think the, the experience is pretty evergreen. Um, but, you know, in it, it's not the, the end-all be-all, but it is a reason that parents come to Winnie and trust Winnie Um, as well as just like, you know, simple things like photos and even a video tour, if, if a provider has that, um, can just give a a parent a taste of the experience and, you know, help them picture sending their child there. Um, and we try to make it really easy to add those things so that it's not, you know, you have to be some kind of web development expert to create this amazing website. Like it's as simple as uploading a photo, um, because we, we want to kind of level the playing field. Yeah, absolutely. And have you have you all
0: seen that maybe pictures of the outside of the center or teachers in the center or children in the center, do those tend to perform higher than other photos? Or is there any data surrounding that at this time?
1: Oh, that's a, a good question. We actually haven't uh, analyzed that. We kind of, the, the analysis we've done is just, do they have, High quality yeah. photos or not, um, we definitely find that like real, authentic photos perform better than things like logos or like right. heavily staged branded images. Like it, it has to feel real, yeah. um, and like you could you could picture your child there, um, and it, it doesn't have to be uh, the most professional photo shoot of all time. It, it it's really meant to give parents a sense of, you know, what the experience would be like. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I've definitely heard for anyone listening, um, stock photos are typically not ideal. Oh, yeah. um, that's something I hear all the time from, you know, owners or parents um, that they don't want to see, like, you know, something they could find on Google. They want to see like a picture of the actual center. So yeah,
1: we actually moderate all content on Winnie, including reviews. So if a parent tries to write a review of a program and it is clearly some disgruntled employee, we don't show that on the page. and we also moderate every photo um, that a provider uploads. and so we don't allow stock photos because yeah, like you said, it it really turns parents off. It's yeah. clear right away to parents that it's not a real photo and and they want authentic. yeah.
0: Have you seen an increase in providers, including health and safety information since, you know, the onset of COVID-19?
1: Yes. So we added a field to the Winnie page where providers can share what health and safety measures they're taking. Everything from, you know, masking to, you know, if they are requiring staff to get vaccinated Um it's up to a provider what they want to share. Mm-hmm. Uh, and parents are loving that field. Yeah. Uh, we actually see that's along with things like reviews and prices, one of the most sought after pieces of data because you just can't get it anywhere else. And it's so critical now to a parent's decision. I mean, mm-hmm. children still are not vaccinated. Um, and so parents are really relying on, you know, that that herd protection and and mm-hmm. also what safety measures the provider is taking. Um, and lots of parents are still very concerned about COVID. And so they, they want to feel reassured that the provider is doing everything they can to protect their children.
0: Yeah. So what is some of the feedback that maybe you all have received from either parents or providers about whether kids are able to follow the guidelines and centers, whether they regularly keep their masks on and practice social distancing. Have you all received any insight about about uh, self-
1: safety and health precautions in childcare centers lately? Yeah, we actually did some research on this. It's been surprising. Like children are amazing. They're really adaptable. Um, and it's been really kind of shocking how well uh, most providers have, have, Ha, you know how well it's gone with children masking, um, and we've also found that you know centers that do require masks for children um, who are over two um, have had fewer incidents of of COVID sp- spread in their centers. So uh, it's been encouraging, and it it does kind of like uh, I think go against the assumption that you know. Oh, kids would never be able to adapt to a mask. Like, I I think kids have actually handled it better than adults. Um, They have just taken to it and done it. And it's the adults that have the problem with the masks.
0: Yeah, with all the, yeah, all the, you know, things that we learn along the way. And kids are just like, okay, yeah, mask, sure. Like, I'll wear this uh, mask with, you know, Thomas the Train on it or whatever. That's like, I have nephews and they all love their masks because they have cute little designs on them or patterns and they like love putting it on when they go to school each day.
1: I can't even get my kids to take off their mask when they come home. (laughs) They're just like they try to eat their snack with it on. I'm like, come on. Oh my gosh. Um,
0: So I know Winnie initially started in the San Francisco area. Is it currently nationwide? Are you thinking about going international at any point?
1: Yeah, so our headquarters is in San Francisco. And we did get our start in the San Francisco Bay Area, and then kind of California more broadly. Um, But now we are national uh, across the United States. And actually, our biggest markets are not anywhere near San Francisco, they are places like New York and Texas and Chicago and uh, Florida. And so, uh, you know, we really have this national footprint that's been super helpful because parents are everywhere now more so than ever we've seen you know evidence of families migrating out of the, the bigger cities. Um, and so it is really great that we're able to serve families. Uh, you know they, they might have started in, in a city and then moved to a, a more suburban area um, and they kind of remember the brand and come back to Winnie looking mm-hmm. for care. Um, right now, we're pretty focused on the United States, mm-hmm. but uh, if there are providers out there um, outside of the United States who want to talk to us and convince us to go to their market, um, we're always kind of looking for how we can expand and best serve families. Yeah. Awesome.
0: And so kind of contrary to the best practices of Winnie, are there any worse practices that providers should try to avoid when designing their page on the platform?
1: I I think the biggest mistake providers make, and this is, you know, our issue as well, just we don't make this as clear as I think we, we can, is that there are over 200,000 providers on Winnie, and so we do have a paid program for providers who want families to inquire, who want to get to the top of search results and be in front of relevant families. And we're also, you know, selective about who we work with there. Um, because we we want to show the best options to families. Um, and so I think you know providers uh, sometimes are like, well, I have a page on Winnie, I'm I'm covered, and I should be getting families from them, and then their programs aren't full. And we try to, you know make sure they understand that if you have open spaces to fill, you do need to market your program and we have mm-hmm. have an option for that. Um, and really flexible options depending on, you know, if you're trying to fill. Lots of spaces and lots of centers, or you know, you just have one center with some open spaces, um, and so just I think we we need to do a much better job of getting the word out that that is an option, and and we're kind of a one stop shop mm-hmm. for uh, finding families who would be interested in your program, um, and then I think just the other option, the the other uh, mistake is is like not capitalizing on the, the families who do inquire. Um, so families can you know, inquire with a program in a variety of ways. They can message them through the Winnie platform, um, or they can you know, go over to their website and then inquire there. So we see you know, uh, really wide range, like some providers don't even have a good call to action on their own website. Um, and so like families will click over and then just like get lost. Um, or they will send a message and the provider won't follow up for a week uh, or ever. Um, and so I think these are just really, really basic things that do make a massive difference um, that, that follow through, especially when a, a parent is kind of in their search, they, they want
0: mm-hmm.
1: to kind of follow through right away.
0: Yeah. And for those who don't know, childcare Care Serum actually integrates with Winnie So if you have a childcare CRM account, uh, any leads coming through Winnie can automatically be followed up with, which is, of course, amazing because we found that following up with a new lead within 24 hours leads to greater conversion success. But if someone's on the Winnie platform, what does that messaging look like? Can they message a parent back on the platform?
1: Yes, they can. Um, And I think, you know, the ones who... Follow up right away, so they'll get an email notification, or if they have our app, they'll get a you know notification that they got a message. The ones that follow up right away um, definitely have more success, and that follow up, you know, for the more sophisticated providers mm-hmm. can come through childcare CRM, which is great, and we definitely encourage anyone who is a childcare CRM customer to like get that integration. Live, just let us know that you want that, um, because then you know you're going to have follow through on those leads, and uh, it's just a way to ensure that that families get a response right away. Yeah.
0: And what does the inquiry form look like on a Winnie page? Is it asking for first name, last name, kids' age? Um, you know, is it customizable if you have that membership level?
1: yeah so for uh you know our our partners folks that are part of what we kind of call our our winnie preferred uh partner program um they can customize the way they receive leads and so we have folks with a form that is custom on their winnie page directly where they can collect information and leads or um some folks like families just to get sent to their website where they can fill out a form on their site. So it's it's very flexible. Um, some folks have, have a phone number you can call. Um, and you know, we want to work with providers the way they want to receive leads and we want to direct families to the right channel. Like it doesn't help our families who are looking for care if we send them to the wrong place. So right. it is it is really important that we work with providers how they want to hear from families.
0: So if a provider does include a link to their website on their Winnie listing, is it? have you seen more success with them linking directly to a contact form or linking directly to a programs page? What is really kind of a best practice there?
1: The best practice is definitely to include more than one means of uh, connection. So we see that the providers that have a phone number plus a form on their Winnie page plus a website – Um, Where it's very clear how to uh, connect with the provider. Like, the more ways you have, the better, because then, you know, some parents will just never call a phone number. They are just like in their, um, kind of research mindset. They don't want to pick up the phone and call. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also a very millennial thing. The millennials uh, we have found in our research do not like phones mm-hmm. um, in, to call. They like phones for, for texting and typing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, while some people really want to call and talk to a live human, other people just want to send a message. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know having those multiple ways of converting both on your site and on the Winnie page so that families can click over they can view your site or they can you know go back to the the Winnie page and kind of see very clearly how to create a lead like the the more the merrier mm-hmm. um, we definitely see higher conversion rate when there's kind of multiple ways to convert. Um, But then as far as like, you know, what information uh, do you ask from a family that is interested in your program? I, you know, our philosophy is like just enough to know that they're a qualified lead. Um, And so we see providers with like really long inquiry forms and that is just uh, really kind of not a, a best practice because um, you're just going to have a lot of drop off from busy parents who are like, you know what, it's too many questions, too many steps. I'm, I'm going to look at, I'll come back to it later, and then they never do. Um, but you know, you need to collect contact information for the family and probably some other basics just so you know that you can get back to them and that they are qualified. Um, So finding that balance is really critical Mm -hmm. uh, between too much information and not enough that you don't have the info you need to respond to them. Mm -hmm. And is there a way to make certain
0: fields required on that form or are they all required?
1: Yeah. So we we our default is really just a very minimum set of fields plus some optional information you can provide. And we've definitely found that works best when it's really limited. But we have some programs um, for example, we work with Head Start programs um, who can only accept families uh, within a certain income range. And so, you know, they need to know that the family uh, would qualify for their program. Um, and so uh, for them, like it is pretty critical to have other other information, but the majority of programs, the families are already very well qualified because they've seen the page and they've gotten a sense of the program and they're not going to inquire if it is very clear from the their Winnie page that they're not a fit. Mm
0: -hmm. And so whether on Winnie or, you know, in a program or just however someone may be marketing, um, given your experience in today's world, what are some key ways that owners and operators can differentiate their childcare business from, you know, the one down the street?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, they're... The, the number one thing is, is to be authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've definitely found that that parents are looking for kind of authentic information from providers. And so the more upfront you can be about what your program is or isn't, I think that that actually is a differentiator um, because most providers are, are not going to share that um, upfront or, you know, don't actually have... Great information online or on the internet, um, and you know families today are really busy. Plus, you know COVID, more parents are are turning to the internet to find information, and so the more you can just have that information readily available and accessible and make their lives easier right from the get go, it kind of starts the relationship off on the right foot. Um, that, you know, all parents are looking for all different kinds of things. Some are looking for a Spanish immersion program and others are looking for somewhere that opens at 7.30 AM. And so just be honest about what your program is or isn't. You'll find the families that are right Mm -hmm. uh, for for what you offer. And I think like that, that is the differentiator. You want to find the families also for your program that are going to be the best fit this is a relationship that you're hopefully having for, you know, multiple years. And so, you know, from the provider's perspective, it's also about finding finding the right families. Yeah. And our Building Blocks for Success report um, in
0: 2020 highlighted that 53% of our users' new leads are coming from online sources. So obviously Winnie is a huge part of that. Do you suggest any other lead generation tactics for
1: providers to be cognizant of? Yeah, I mean, I think like the uh, just in general, your presence on the Internet matters Um, and what we've you know, one of the things we found at Winnie is like we can actually retarget users who view pages on Winnie on platforms like Google and Facebook Um, and families are obviously doing more on the internet than just looking for child care. They're, you know, doing other things on Google, or they're doing more searches there, or they're, you know, on Facebook or Instagram. Um, and so it it is helpful to make sure that uh, you kind of have a presence across the internet. And that that's also something we found really helpful. A thing we can do for providers is kind of be that one stop shop so that they don't have to be Kind of experts in all these channels and managing ad budgets everywhere. Yeah. Um, we want to make it easy uh, and then also allow them to retarget the users who we know um, were searching on Winnie, uh, which is kind of a, a key benefit of uh, something we can do for them mm-hmm. that they couldn't do on their own.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned that Winnie can be used for retargeting. Um, and for those who aren't familiar, retargeting essentially just means someone who may have come across your brand or your program before and didn't necessarily inquire at that time, you can kind of retarget them and get them to um, continue in that parent journey towards inquiring for your center. Do you all integrate with Google like search console or pay-per-click ads
1: or people's websites? Yeah. How does that, how does that work? Yeah. So we have a, a pixel on Winnie, um, you know, both a Google pixel and a Facebook pixel and uh Maybe more down the road. Um, and so we kind of know when when parents come to Winnie, when they're on those other platforms, we can target them. Um, so we can even target users like in your geo who maybe never even saw your page when they were on Winnie. But we know we're in a child care search context um, and then, you know, kind of retarget them to come back to Winnie and search in your area. Um, And that's actually something we just do automatically for all of our kind of preferred partners. Um, We also uh, have kind of an integration on partners' own websites for those who have their own site um, and want us to collect leads on their site um, so that we can kind of have insight into when that lead action occurs and what's happening when our users go off to their site. Mm -hmm. Um, Are they, you know, just dropping off? Or are they actually collecting, uh, creating a lead for that partner? Um, and that's actually insight we can share back with partners too, and have helped a number of them kind of realize that you know they were dropping interested families on the floor um, just by not having like a very clear website with what to do next.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I think the idea of retargeting those people because a Perspective buyer has to see or hear your message about seven times before they make a purchasing decision is still really relevant in childcare. So I think the fact that, you know, they could see their website, their Facebook, their Winnie page is going to make a huge impact. Whereas if they just see, you know, the brand name one time, um, seeing it several times is going to keep it kind of fresh and at the forefront of their mind. Yeah. So as the, CEO, um, what advice would you give to childcare entrepreneurs?
1: So we need you. <laughs> we need more, uh, folks thinking about childcare and early education. I think, you know, the, this is, uh, you know, it's just so early education is so critical, uh, for children and their outcomes. Like I would argue, and there is science to back this up, that it is more important than you know college, than your college, your higher education, um, because it's so foundational, and, and this kind of builds the foundation for kids and their learning for the rest of their lives. Um, and I think the the industry is just not uh, respected enough. Uh, not there's not enough funding in the in the childcare space generally. Um, And so I want to see more talented people doing work in this space, whether it's opening a childcare business or whether it's building tools and resources for childcare providers or families. Like I think this space is uh, just a white space that, that more we need more talent in. Yeah. Um, And I'm, I'm kind of hopeful just over the last five years of working in this space uh, I've I've seen more talent um, and funding um, brought into the space. I think COVID did uh, create a bit of a setback here, and I'm hopeful that you know we can get past that, and there will be more relief to childcare providers and to families um, that will kind of help uh, us get get through these kind of really challenging times. But uh, I always encourage anyone who's just interested in education in general, like please think about early education, think about the most foundational earliest years and how you can help either providers or families um, because it it is so critical. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's,
0: you know, it's such an interesting industry because it is so fundamental to, like you mentioned, you know, starting a child's concept of learning and how they learn and how they're going to retain information for the rest of their life. But, um, you know, we see so many issues with like staff retention, you know, even hiring the right staff, um, creating those company cultures. But Winnie, I know, has a fantastic company culture. Um, And I know that you and Anne work really hard to kind of create a work-life balance for your employees. Do you have any suggestions for um, owners or directors who might be trying to kind of create that collaborative culture with their employees as well?
1: yeah when we set out to build Winnie, we really wanted to create create a culture that we could be happy working at this company for a long time. We knew it takes a long time to build a business and uh, we knew if, if it wasn't sustainable for us, like it it wouldn't be it wouldn't reach its potential. And so we uh, you know do a lot of things pretty differently than other companies. We have really flexible, um Environment now more so than ever, but you know some people have part-time positions or some people work different hours um, than standard hours uh, and we also just allow for a lot of you know we have an unlimited vacation policy and we just allow for a lot of flexibility. Um, might not be the same amount of flexibility might not be possible in uh, a childcare, center where you actually have to show up every day to take care of kids. Um, But I think there are creative ways to to build in that flexibility, whether it's part-time positions um, or uh, different hours that are non-standard. It also just allows us to tap into talent that isn't available on a nine to five basis you know five days a week we've hired people who only want to work part-time or you know have to work non-traditional hours um and so the more that companies can do that the more they can tap into more talent and it is you know staffing is really hard whether you're building a tech company or a childcare business um finding really great talent is hard um and so you want to retain that talent by having a great work environment um but also, the more you can tap into talent that other people aren't tapping into by offering things that are a little non-standard, uh, the better. Yeah. And
0: so how can a child care provider get started with their own Winnie listing today?
1: Yeah, go to winnie.com slash providers, mm-hmm. um, or just winnie.com, uh, and you'll find it. Um, you can claim your... Free listing on Winnie. Uh, you can also, if you have multiple listings or you want to uh, enable the childcare CRM integration, it'll be pretty clear how to inquire with us. Um, you can always email us, partners at winnie.com, and, and we can help you out. Um, but it should be pretty straightforward from our website. Hopefully we've made it pretty, pretty easy to just get started.
0: Awesome. And I'll make sure to include that link below. So that people can go over there and see the site and get signed up, and you mentioned the free listing, um, and just to you know clarify for some of our listeners, that's one free listing per organization, is that right?
1: Yeah. So we uh, kind of want to make it really easy to get started and see what Winnie is like and set up a page, um, but for businesses that have multiple. Uh, locations, like it's usually not a great experience for them to go in and and try to claim each one one by one. Um, So we kind of prefer them to reach out and talk to us and we can get them set up and and make their lives really easy so they can have all their listings under one account um, and kind of clearly manage everything without doing a bunch of manual work.
0: Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you joining me today. I know that you are extremely busy. I think a lot of people are find a lot of value in this i'm sure most people have heard of winnie but if they haven't started using it hopefully they take advantage of it soon
1: thank you so much for having me this was a lot of fun if you're
0: interested in getting started with winnie you can visit winnie.com providers as sarah mentioned previously or click the link in this episode's description and if you're already a childcare crm user winnie integrates for free with your crm account so that you can automate the follow-up process with new leads. Just email us at support at childcarecrm.com or you can chat with a representative in your CRM dashboard to turn the integration on quickly and easily.